Welcome to Religion for Life, a program at the intersection of religion, social justice, and public life. Religion for Life is a co-production of WETS on the campus of East Tennessee State University in Johnson City, Tennessee, and WEHC on the campus of Emory and Henry College in Emory, Virginia. I'm John Shuck, and I'm the minister of the First Presbyterian Church of Elizabethton. And I'm kind of a Jesus movie freak. I, I like Jesus movies, uh, not so much the pious ones, uh, mostly the off-the-wall ones. Uh, some of my favorites are uh, Jesus of Montreal, uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian, uh, Greaser's Palace, uh, there's a rare one, The Last Temptation of Christ by Martin Scorsese, Jesus Christ Superstar. So I'm very excited about my guest He's film director Paul Verhoeven. He's directed well over 15 films, including popular films such as RoboCop, Total Recall, and Basic Instinct. Now he's in the process of fulfilling a long-term dream. He spent 20 years researching the historical Jesus with the idea of eventually making a film about Jesus. Invited to be a fellow of the Jesus Seminar, he searched with them through biblical and extra-biblical sources to distinguish legend and gospel spin from the acts and deeds of the historical person. Rather than make a film, Paul Verhoeven wrote a book, Jesus of Nazareth, and a film will be forthcoming, however. Speaking to me from his home in California about his book, upcoming film, and Jesus is Paul Verhoeven. Welcome to Religion for Life. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's uh, quite a pleasure to be Talking to you. Well, the Jesus Seminar uh, is a group of scholars that have been working on the historical Jesus, and you've been with the Jesus Seminar since it began in, in the 1980s. Uh, how did you get involved with them? Um, well, I, I when I came to the United States, I fell, found here in, uh, so many different things that would be completely impossible in, in Europe, certainly in Holland. Um, like this Jesus seminar where you could just go, even if you're not a theologian, and where people welcome you in the most uh, pleasant way. Uh, so um, that was uh, something I read in the newspapers, in fact. I read in the Los Angeles Times that this existed, that it was uh, created in 85. I read it in the beginning of 86. I read that article. And then uh, I went to, uh, to the Jesus seminar and talked to the... Uh, to Robert, to Robert Funk, who was the head of the seminar, um, middle, uh, he is not alive anymore, unfortunately. Um, and I asked him if I could attend, if I could participate, if they would help me, because I wanted to make a movie about Jesus. And he came, he looked at me in a kind of a weird way. He thought, of course, probably, um, are you serious? And uh, but as we talked, that uh, after 20 minutes, then he, uh, uh, some other people from the seminar came in, pro uh, professors then, and they decided that it would be welcome to the seminar to have uh, a, a film director that had a plan for a movie about Jesus because they thought that the ideas of the seminar would be well expressed uh, to a more general public by a film director. So. For both sides, it was something uh, of an advantage, I think. They thought per, from a publicity point of view, and later for the, uh, to communicate their ideas through a movie, um, uh, that was, of course, great for them. And for me, they were volunteering to give me all the information that I needed for that movie and that I could participate uh, first as an associate and later uh, as a member. Uh, with the discussions of a seminar. 
So that's how it started, you know. It was just reading an article in the newspaper, the Jesus uh, Seminar uh, next session, that is in 86 now, um, will be there and there. And so I went there. So, yeah, uh, they, they were great. They were extremely warm, welcoming, and uh, they were great people, you know. There, were, there was no hesitation uh, because of basic instinct being a kind of a... Dangerous, dirty, whatever want to call it, <laughs> a bit non-American movie uh, uh, that didn't count for them. My interest in Jesus, that was sincere, of course, clearly, um, was enough for them to uh, to to allow me to participate. So the fellows then were welcoming to you and to the idea of making the film. And what's the reaction of the Jesus Seminar been um, to to your own methods and your own portrayal? Because you take some you take some bold steps on your own uh, regarding well, the historical I mean, Jesus. Uh, now we are about. Uh, this book was written um, about in 2007-2008, isn't it? So we are at least 20 years later. And of course they um, they know me now. They know that I have different opinions and that I prefer certain elements in the Gospels more than they do. And we have had during these years, of course, many, many discussions about when I came with... I mean, they invited me to write papers, so then there would be, during the seminar, that is, is two, three days, in fact, uh, there would always be an hour or two hours to, for me, uh, let's say, um, to discuss my ideas with them. And so they would then criticize me, and I would... Uh, try to defend me, and so I was, I got, let's say, an education in theology in 20 years. Of course, when the book came out, they were not, it's not that they were completely amazed about what I was writing. Uh, on the other hand, I don't think that they liked everything. No, no, they did not. Paul Verhoeven is my guest. He's a film director, uh, director of a number of popular films, and including a film upcoming on uh, Jesus of Nazareth. And I want to talk uh, with you about that in just a second. But I also want to talk first about your your interest in Jesus. Uh, you, I'm sure, uh, a world class film director spends a lot of time in research on his topic. But you really went over the top regarding Jesus in terms of all of your work uh, towards uh, undercovering him. Your book has uh, 63 pages of endnotes. Um, why Jesus? Uh, why was he just well, interesting was, to you? I, that is very difficult to explain. And I have, uh, let's say, that if there is a mystery in the world, <laughs> then this, one, this might be one. <laughs> and uh, so um, I was always interested in Jesus I, I, uh, when I was living still in Holland till 86, 56. Um, I read this pretty famous book by a Dutch Flemish theologian, uh, Schillebeeks, uh, which is the life of Jesus, in fact, and um, that intrigued me. Um, but of course, it intrigued me always from a, let's say, historical point of view. I was always intrigued. My whole life, I was intrigued. What did really happen there, mm-hmm. two thousand years ago? Say, what exactly is true? What what are the, the let's say the actions? and the words of Jesus that we can see as authentic. And why was he crucified? What was the involvement of the Romans there? What was the attitude of, of, his, uh, uh, of the Jewish people around him? He was Jewish as himself, of course, clearly. So um, I don't know why. I, and that's really strange that I have had this, this uh, interest to lay out for other people, for myself and perhaps for other people, by writing a book or making a movie, what I think 
ultimately happened 2,000 years ago. And I'm not talking about theology so much. I'm not talking about divinity. I'm talking about a human being who was there, who lived, and at a certain moment started to preach something, the, uh, preaching the kingdom of God, clearly, and for reasons known or unknown, was finally basically uh, arrested and, and executed. So I thought that was, for me, a mystery, and I wanted to solve it. So that's, that's all I can say about it. And that has haunted me for 20 years, and still when there is a new book about Jesus, I read it, I try to figure out if I think it, I can agree or not, and stuff like, like that. And um, it was, I, I got so deep into the project that at a certain moment, in around 2000, I started to realize, well, you know, all that information or all these things that I feel that I have discovered or, or at least shown from a different angle than is normally done, um, that is certainly uh, not possible to do all, uh, to, to, to um, put that in a movie, you know, a, you know, a movie that has, needs action, that needs dialogue, needs this, that, needs, uh, first of all, needs some drama, otherwise you fall asleep, etc. So, um, but then, uh, let's say, deeper uh, um, elements in, in thinking, in, in theolog theological thinking, of course, don't fit the movie at all. You know, that's kind of boring for an audience, I would say. That's for specialists, that's for people that are interested in, 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 in theology or, or in Jesus, whatever, but um, too complicated for a movie. And so I decided to write a book, uh, because I felt it would be a pity if all the things that I had been thinking and had been finding, in my opinion, the new things that I found, <laughs> I mean, what I think is new, and um, and I thought I should write it down first, and that's what I did. So, and the Jesus that you discovered um, is uh, a rebel on the run. Uh, that word you use quite often throughout the book is a rebel. Um, and you make a, a parallel to uh, Kay Guevara, the Marxist revolutionary. Uh, tell us a little bit, who, who is this Jesus that you discovered? I think it's extremely important to think about the reason why Jesus was crucified. Jesus was executed as an, as an insurrectionist in the eyes of the Roman people. The Romans saw him as an insurrectionist, as a guerrilla fighter, even perhaps, let's say in modern terms, nearly close to terrorists. And so if you accept that conclusion, if you also realize, of course, that when Jesus was arrested, that his friends basically had swords and that they were defending him and that, uh, that there were wounded people at the arrest scene, you know, as, uh, the servant of the high priest, his ear was cut off. And that's in all the Gospels. I'm not inventing anything. Everything I say you can find. Um, then you have to, to think, well, these people were probably a, a much more militant than we normally assume. Don't forget that Jesus in the Gospel of Luke says to his uh, disciples, um, that, uh, that, uh, I, I sent you among the people without anything, without shoes, without money, without uh, even uh, uh, clothes sometimes, and you were fined for this that, during the years of preaching. And But now, he says, at the end of the Gospel, he says, but now you have to sell these clothes and buy a sword. If you put one and two toge one and one together, then you get Jesus warning or, or advising his disciples to use a sword. And then, when he's arrested, they're using the swords. 
That means that, in my opinion, and then there is a crucifixion, which is punishment for insurrection. So that, for me, means that Jesus was uh, was um, arrested and executed by the Romans on suspicion of being an insurrectionist. That's why, in my opinion, Jesus is a militant man, or became at least a militant man at the end of his life, in the last probably perhaps half year of his life, and that for that reason he was in, he was he was executed. It's really in the Gospels, but that is never it's never basically pointed out so precisely because people see Jesus mostly as a man of peace, and that he I'm sure for some time he was. But at a certain moment, I think he was not at the end. If you're just joining us, my guest is film director Paul Verhoeven, uh, who has directed such uh, blockbusters as Basic Instinct, Total Recall, RoboCop, Hollow Man, uh, over 14 films. A new film is coming up um, based on the historical Jesus and based on his book, uh, Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, there's no supernaturalism in your portrayal of Jesus. There are no miracles, no virgin birth, no walking on water, resurrection. Uh, yet Jesus himself has his own supernatural beliefs. Uh, he, he thought God had a plan for him. Um, in your mind, what do you think he was doing? Jesus is announcing the approach of the kingdom of God. We forget that because we normally think about Jesus as divine or half-divine, and then that's enough for us, you know. But, that's not the, but Jesus himself had something completely different in mind. It says there, you know, uh, uh, I warn you, the kingdom of God is approaching. So you have to take that literally. You don't have to think it's a metaphor or it is this. Take it as, it as it is written. That means that Jesus thought that God would start to rule Israel in, in, in a short time. That is the approach of the kingdom of God. If you realize that Jesus at a certain moment probably surprised himself by being able to exercise people. Because of these exorcisms, because people were really cured. Now, don't make a mistake. You say there's no super, supernatural things. Perhaps not, but people were certainly cured. Sure. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I'm absolutely convinced. No, he didn't walk over water, and there is no virgin birth, and there is no resurrection, and all that. That's not possible in this world, you know, impossible on earth, that in this whole universe that doesn't exist. But he certainly, by his power, by his charismatic power, or in whatever way, he cured some people. There is no doubt about that. And so, and, and I think that Jesus saw these cures, these healings, Jesus saw these healings, as the beginning of the kingdom of God. That's why he was so convinced that it would be there, because it had already started. It was not only announced, like John the Baptist did, and like Jesus did in the beginning. No, it was now happening. It had started. God had, be, had, been, had started to bend over Israel and help people. And the exorcisms of Jesus were proof that God now started to intervene in the history of, of Israel. And that is what Jesus thought. And, when the, and, 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 and of course, the kingdom of God did not come. Right. It ends as a tragedy, doesn't it? It ends as a tragedy. And so, and, and it is quite possible that Jesus at a certain moment realized that it did not happen and that he became very realistic about the situation and felt that the only thing that was left was resistance to the Romans and, and in this case then perhaps armed resistance to the Romans. 
But of course, there's not much proof of it. But as I, I pointed that out in the beginning, but it is well possible that Jesus corrected his vision about the kingdom of God coming and came oh, oh, and 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 was uh, let's say it developed a, a rain a, 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 developed some thoughts that were more in the direction of of uh, let's say insurrectionism here. Yeah. Paul Verhoeven, film director, uh, with an upcoming film on the historical Jesus. He's spent uh, years working with the Jesus Seminar, uh, looking for the historical Jesus. Uh, Martin Scorsese's Last Temptation of Christ was released. Uh, there were a lot of protests uh, by some Christians. Do you think your film will receive protests? It would be worse. It, w- it would be, you'll think you'll receive more protests? I think so, yes, because we're talking here, um, because the, the, there is no divinity here, isn't it? No divinity, and the hugely controversial part, uh, popularly, will be your assertion that Jesus was not the product of divine conception by the Holy Spirit, but no. by the rape of a Roman soldier. Um, well, no, 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 no. No, that I got is, that wrong? That's too easy. <laughs> okay. And in the book, it says two things. It says about, about Jesus that uh, it's possible, and, and that is a gossip out of the first century, yeah, what I'm saying now, that Jesus was basically... Um, was uh, was born because his mother Mary was raped by a Roman soldier, Pantera. It's, it's all part of Jewish folklore at that time, or gossip, you could say. There is indications that that, that is a possibility. There has been books written about that uh, the, uh, by um, uh, several scholars, fem- uh, feminist scholars, in fact, and um, that is a possibility. But I say as well. In, my, in that chapter, I say it's also quite possible that Jesus was, that there was nothing like that, that Jesus was one of seven or eight or more kids, as we, as we can find in the Gospel of Mark. It says that Jesus had four brothers, and all the names are mentioned, and uh, several sisters. It doesn't say how many sisters. Women at the time were not important as you. Oh, their names are not given either. But that, that means that there were six siblings, and with Jesus, you have a family of seven, and perhaps even more, if there were more sisters. So that is in the Gospel, yeah? So sure. um, the Gospel of Mark. And, and um, this, uh, the other possibility is that Jesus was just one of seven or more siblings. And there is nothing special there. He was just one of a family. It was a Jewish family, big Jewish family, and they were uh, go to to dinner together. They might be praying together. The synagogues were a bit not clear if they were there, but they would go there, and uh, probably they were. But at least they're mentioned in 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 the, in the gospels that they were there, and. And then it would be very normal, you know. I think for me, it, it, this this has been taken out by the by the by the uh, by the critics and the press and and whatever. This, this they've, array, sensa- they've sensationalized it's totally, it's this totally one. Part. In, I would say that if it's true or not, it's totally unimportant for what I want to do. It has nothing to do with that. I am talking about Jesus, who taught that God, the the kingdom of God, was approaching and then basically was able to perform healings and exorcisms and and as such thought that not only was it coming it was already there and he was wrong right that so, is the movie sure sure it's a, it's a it's a, and, and that will be the scandal for those people who have beliefs in the divinity of jesus that yes. that any kind of portrayal yeah, of the, the human the, being 
I don't think that the, the scandal should be about uh, the birth, you know. I agree with you I very much. I think that is nonsense, and I, I, I personally I feel that it should not even be in the movie. That's a possibility I mentioned in the book, but I mentioned many possibilities in the book about other things. You have to make a decision of what you want to tell, what is important, what do I feel. I'm an enormous fan of Jesus. I think he's a great, great guy. A very, very intelligent man, very poetic man. The parables, basically, are expressions of the kingdom of God. If you read the parables well, the, the parable of the Samaritan or the prodigal son, you see what, he's, what, he's, what he thinks that that kingdom of God ultimately would be. That is, jumping, stepping over things, not continuously hammering on the mistakes that people have made. The prodigal son has taken the money from his father, he gave it to the to the to prostitutes, and then he comes back and the father accepts him with open arms and, and, and gives him the, the most wonderful presence. It's it's the other side of life. It's the other side what people can do to each other. Not uh, not, not, not basically being angry and continuously point out what you did wrong and, 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 and then uh, take revenge over it. It's anti-revenge. It's, it's pro pro-passing over things, accepting things went wrong, and stepping over them, stepping over them, accepting them, not being angry. That's the kingdom of God for Jesus. Ah, the real aspect is that human, that uh, Jesus becomes for you a human being with an ethical vision that is yeah, worth I, admiring I, I, and emulating. Exactly right. I would say Jesus, uh, let's say 2,000 years ago, invented an ethical system that is still worst is still important today and we don't live that, that that way at all what jesus had in mind the ethics that jesus displays in his parables are basically for people just nice stories but in their life they nearly don't do anything like that i mean they don't take any in any way the example of jesus they don't take the parables serious the par- par- with, with all the talking about what happened to Jesus and this and that, more important than anything else are the ethics of Jesus. And these ethics are still, for, for us now, of the most important, one of the most important things that, 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 that basically um, that exist and that might uh, be there for the next couple of thousand years. It's all about ethics. It's all about what Jesus, how Jesus felt that people should treat each other. And I think that's that's what's important, you know. Not if he was born this way or that way. That's that's not the point at all. And I, I think, and, and I have that. And the difficulty of the movie is to make these ethics that the that the public would would feel these act ethics would feel the possibility of stepping over things, accepting things that are, are unpleasant to you. Paul Verhoeven, film director, author of Jesus of Nazareth, upcoming film about the historical Jesus. Uh, also, uh, tell me about the film. Um, what's the timetable, and where are you in the process? Well, uh, the only thing I know at the moment is that uh, that um, uh, uh, we, we found a writer. Um, his name is Roger Avery, and he is going and uh, or has started to write an outline. And then, basically, an outline, which has to be discussed then, and then... Next step would be making a script, and if there is a script, then the step after that is making the movie. But I don't think that is a process of a half a year. That will take probably also a couple of years. 
a couple of years yet. So who's on your short list to play Jesus? Oh, I, I, I have not thought about that at all. Uh, when I started the project, this, when I went to the seminar because saying I want to make a movie about Jesus, it uh, was uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Ah. But of course, I, Jesus was around 30, so you have to, that's not possible anymore. You have to find somebody, a young actor, of, oh, no, a pretty young actor of 30 years. But I have not been looking at that. I, I, I concentrate. I think that will find, you know, there's wonderful, great young actors here in the United States. And that won't be, the, that won't, will never be a problem. The problem will be, can we make clear to the audience that the ethics of Jesus is the most important thing that happened. Right. And are you going to be filming this uh, in, in Palestine, or is it going to be... Well, no, it, it, I've been there, of course, I've been several times, many times in Israel, in fact. But um, I think it will be very difficult there because there's so, so much modernity, you know. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you might be better off in, in Jordan or Morocco or, or something like that. You know? At least, and then you have to think a little bit also about the political situation and the dangers of shooting there or whatever. Um, uh, as with all the turmoil in the Middle East, is not so clear where you can shoot at the moment. Let's put it that way. Perhaps you have, it might be better perhaps to uh, go to the desert somewhere in the United States and uh, and build uh, build Israel there. But your film will be set in the first century, right? You're not going to have yes. like Jesus Christ superstar guns and tanks. No, in no, it. no, 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 no. It is around uh, the year uh, 30. Yeah. I have one more question for you. I, you know, people think today, uh, still think that, you know, God, a supernatural being, has a plan. And, and many of the fans, for example, of former President George Bush thought that God had a plan for him to be in office. If your portrayal of Jesus is correct, that he was supposed to have some plan uh, to rule in the kingdom of God, he was wrong in the end of the day. Uh, do you think there's a well, lesson I there? I, I'm not so sure that he, that, he was so, that, that he put himself so central there, you know. Okay. I think more that he was he was more he felt more that, that that God was the central person and that God would be and and and, and that the, the exorcisms that he could do the healings that he performed were all done as he says so in the gospel by the finger of God not by me you know he doesn't say I did that he mm-hmm. says God did this so that is more humble than George Bush. <laughs> All right. I I think that I, I I see that really different. You know, I this so um, I don't think that that God has plans with people now. Yeah, but, yeah I mean, they, I'm just that was what I was kind of thinking. I think there's a lesson there for human beings uh, to think they're all God's gift to the world. Well, I I. I, I, I yeah, but of course that lesson. Yeah, the best the best lesson is if they if they would be more like accepting of their other of of other people, you know. Absolutely, Paul Verhoeven, film director and my guest on Religion for Life, author of the book Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, Mr. Verhoeven, thank you for being with me on Religion for Life. Thank you too. It was a nice conversation, and I hope that people didn't uh, stop listening. <laughs> no, I'm sure they didn't. I think it's very exciting to have you here. Okay, thank you. You've been listening to Religion for Life, a program at the intersection of religion, social justice, and public life. I'm John Schuck, the minister of the First Presbyterian Church in Elizabethton, Tennessee. You can find more information about my congregation on the website, fpcelizabethton.org. You can find more information about this program and links to podcasts at religionforlife.me. 
Find Religion for Life on Facebook and Twitter and now iTunes. Religion for Life is a co-production of WETS-FM and WETS-HD1, Johnson City, Tennessee, and WEHC-FM, Emory, Virginia. Be well.